0: Welcome to Anyone. This is Tay-Tay, and I appreciate y'all. My good friend Alex is getting married, and uh, I thought it'd be a good chance to dig into what it's like getting engaged, uh, what the planning and paying process looks like. Proposing love uh, and, you know, life in general. Um, But specifically on weddings, I think it's about time somebody took on the wedding industrial complex. I'm disgusted. And uh, just know that if you are neutral in moments of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. So, with that, we'll get into our chat with Alex Medina. Enjoy. We're live. All right. So, uh, sitting here with uh, Alex Medina, AKA Dino. What up? A long time friend, uh, a roommate in college. One of the reasons I was even able to get down to Springfield. Uh, really a uh, big part of my life. So, uh, What's going on? Appreciate you sitting down with me.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure, <laughs> thanks for having sure. me. I didn't know that you had this whole setup thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just uh,
0: enjoy. I feel like I enjoy conversations with people, and I get the sense that people don't hate conversations with me. So, why not? Just I don't know how many conversations I've had with friends and everything like that, where I'm just like, mm-hmm. probably should have had a fucking mic. <laughs> that was great, but uh, um, more than uh, more than anything. Congrats on the news, obviously. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yes, I am getting married in October this year. Crazy. And
0: incredible. Incredible. Uh, and it is uh, 2022. Right now we're sitting around and it's April, September, October.
1: Yeah, Close to, yeah, seven months About off. Seven months. All right.
0: So, yeah, you got some time. A little over half a year. Yeah, you got, you got some time. Uh, I guess uh, I want to definitely get into a lot of the wedding stuff, but... Um, just, uh, what, let's, let's get into like, what do you do for a living right now? What is, what's, uh,
1: what is your preoccupa- preoccupation? Well, right now I am considered an account manager. <clears throat> I call myself a sales executive. I mean, that was the title, what I got hired on for. So I'm a salesman in the fuel card, uh, in the fuel card Industry. So it's within transportation, within logistics, but basically, fuel cards, they're not exactly credit cards. Like they're solely for the purpose of uh, fleets, truck drivers, whoever's buying diesel. That's anyone that's out on the road paying for diesel, gasoline, of course, but where the market is, which anyone where knows the price for diesel, that's, there's a lot of money, Not maybe not a lot of money to be had. It's it's a pennies type of business. I see. And with any, we work similar to a credit card, because every time someone in credit card industry, whenever someone swipes their credit card at a merchant or a business, Mm -hmm. that credit card company, no matter what, gets a small piece of that transaction. Okay. And that's similar to what we do, except we're not a bank. We don't have the funds to give people months long credit lines and we don't do interest charges because of that. So,
0: And the incentive for them to even do that is that you <laughs> will get them a deal on diesel.
1: Yeah. And it just all depends on where they're fueling up at, you know, what stations they go to, mm. but I can get them good deals at certain stations it's kind of like this get upside app that i have on
0: my phone have you heard about mm-hmm. get upside get upside i have not get upside is uh, uh an app where you i don't know, they probably have special relationships affiliations with certain vendors and through that deal they get discounts and if you go to bp if you go to the specific gas station you'll mm-hmm. get a lower rate or cashback or something like that so there's some <laughs> incentive they have a relationship with the vendor They get you to go there and then you get a discount and they get a little bit of money. And it's like this kind of funneling towards a specific. Interesting. Gas station vendor or something like that. So that's good. It sounds a
1: lot like this other app called uh, Gas Buddy. Okay, kind nice. of brings up all different stations and yeah. shows you the price for fuel, the better prices, and it's just a free app. Am I
0: way off, or is that close to what what it is that you you're trying to get them it's to similar. a specific gas?
1: <laughs> Not uh, necessarily, company or something like that. Not necessarily. Um, I mean, some sales reps might. Me personally, I'm you know I'll tell them where they get the better discount, but if they have certain stations where they're Go to, they're like, no, man, like I go to the same spot every single day. I will look into it and see, okay, let's see if they even accept our card first. Let's see if we get a discount. Because I mean, I know there's some sleazy sales reps out there that will be like, oh, yeah, we can do this, we can do that, no matter what. I'm not one of those types of sales reps. I see, because I look at it in the aspect of, I really do want to try to help these people save money yeah. Yeah. and if i can't save the money somewhere i'm yeah. not going to bs them
0: okay so that's that's like i mean you kind of think you see one of your currencies being trust it's not just like the of bottom course. line like if if you reputation matters and it's almost a currency in the in the industry
1: yes um i mean reputation matters and i mean <laughs> field cards have such a bad name to different uh to different truck drivers depends on who you speak with some truck drivers out there, they're like, Oh, I love my fuel card." Then there's other people that are like, I've been screwed over by so many fuel cards. I'm only paying cash from now on. So it just depends on who you talk to, what kind of, what kind of the experiences they've had in the past. And I truthfully believe it's trust. And I don't like, I don't have a say I don't have a sales voice you know some people's like hey how's it going blah 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 blah. you know like my voice stays the same on the phone like hey man just calling introducing myself seeing what you guys are doing for fuel these days and I might be able to do one better for you and I'll be honest with them every single time you know it's it's like yeah I can get you a deal at this station Uh, this station if you got a deal with them with something already you might want to keep what you're doing keep doing what you're doing but if you do go to these other stations where They work for our card. Let's talk business.
0: And that's this. I think a light just came on in my head just now. And I think the through line on all of our close friends is authenticity. Mm-hmm. there's no, I mean, I, I kind of, people like, you know, rappers <laughs> and a whole bunch of people talk about keeping it 100 all the time and like, you know, there's, you, there, there's a different version of you with your wife as there is with your friends and everything, but you they're, there's predictable, like all of our homies are predictable. Like mm-hmm. we are who we are in almost every situation and I, that's actually really interesting that you said that because I think that is a quality of you and a lot of the friends that we have, Goodson, Jay White, everybody, Arte. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's authenticity is something that uh, we're like, it's it's not just what you're saying; it's how you're saying it, which is a big thing too. Because you're talking about the voice there, which is something that's like I'm clearly like somebody's clearly just trying to make some money right now, but uh, <laughs> which is kind of what you're doing. But it, there's you know, it, yeah, it, it it feels like you're trying to help me too. That's good.
1: Yeah, it's um, I mean honestly, and I've been listening to a bunch of different podcasts that talk about empathy selling, so. It's you, you really want to try to make a difference. Otherwise you're not going to last. If you're just, you know, not even trying to make a difference. Like you don't care about the other person. You're just seeing dollar signs. You're already kind of on the wrong track. And my man, even like my managers kind of fell into that bad cycle. And I have to hmm. keep telling them, you know, cause they're like, oh, you're giving away, um, you're giving away too much. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not, because that's one more deal today than I had yesterday, even if I'm only making uh, like 50 bucks a month on that one deal. So what that's 50 bucks I didn't already have. So it's yeah. it's just a different mindset. And <laughs> in my uh, my honest opinion, why I'm decent at this job while I'm where I'm at now, like I'm, I consider myself pretty successful in what I'm doing. I'm pretty good at my job, but in sales, you have to take rejection. And I feel like I've been rejected so many times in my life that it's like, pfft, not even, not even a problem. I've been rejected on so many different aspects, rejection on trying even to get jobs, like get just getting rejected, like, oh, apply online. Like, trash so i've been said no many times in my life so i can i can take a punch and and do you
0: get the sense that that's not a skill shared by like a lot of your coworkers or
1: some of my coworkers? yeah, yeah. i would probably say the majority of them okay that's good <clears throat> um couldn't survive if that wasn't the case probably right you know steven's actually he's doing the same thing i'm doing now yeah. and he's he's doing just as well as i am nice. right now yeah he's he's just like that dude
0: charismatic
1: yeah for sure charismatic and he's the only bilingual sales rep that we have oh interesting and then trucking
0: there's there's, that's huge and i my little stint in like communicating with truckers i it was actually really shocking that like i it was actually more rare to get an english speaker than anything else like Mm -hmm. it'd be everything russian spanish uh, east african what is it
1: uh um is it i'm gonna butcher this is a punjabi is that right uh an indian language is that right uh that sounds right but i'm not 100 sure i think that's the i think that's the language but that's uh but they're all over the that's place that's also yeah. huge yeah i mean i've heard i know of one one family they, they actually live in india but they come back during the holidays yeah for um ups loads they just haul ups loads for the holidays make a killing mm. they go back to india <laughs> like after the holidays are over they go back they do their thing over there but they around the holidays and they in the united states they fly here every single year and they just kill it
0: yeah it's uh it's it's like a surprisingly my my like stereotype of dri- truck drivers was going to be kind of like maybe you know conservative like just dudes like middle america type type cats but it's like it is, and I should have known this too, because a lot of the friends that I have, that are getting into the trucking side of thing, mm-hmm. not necessarily like the logistics or anything like that, they're all they're all like uh, immigrants. So, yeah, that I mean it just it, it kind of makes sense after the fact, but it's kind of interesting to kind of learn that. But um, but Stephen, yeah, Stephen, like I'm not surprised at all. Like you like you said, charismatic as well. Yeah, not many people
1: I would refer to be a sales rep. But one, we just got rid of our other bilingual sales rep. Secondly, during COVID, he came to me saying if he could take the room that Braden moved out of. Yep. And then it just clicked. It just clicked in my head. I was like, hey, do you need a job? Like I could train you at our house. Absolutely. I could teach you everything I know and how to sell to these guys yeah. and how to talk to them. Yeah. And then you can speak to the ones in English and any, any Spanish speaking truck driver that because we get inbound leads as well. People come to us saying, hey, I want Man. a fuel card. And,
0: but the language barrier might be a little tough, and he can of just course. yeah, he can just yeah. Any
1: any uh, <clears throat> Spanish speaking client or prospect, I should say, that comes in yeah, straight to Steven. yeah, every single time. I
0: mean, yeah, he's got that. It's he's like a, a slam lock. dunk for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, that's that's good, and it's not even just uh, there's this opportunity. You probably you probably knew it was like you just looked at him and knew him. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, you you well, would be good at this. Absolutely. Well,
1: well that's the other thing. It, it goes back to the whole trust thing. Yeah. So many different companies they don't have not being a bilingual representative it's just it's huge mm-hmm. not every single company is able to get their hands on a good bilingual rep yeah we have one of those in Stephen. yeah and it's it's a trust thing like when you know some of these truck drivers they really don't speak english and so it's like yeah no i only speak spanish Absolutely, and i yeah. need to speak i need to you know deal with someone that speaks spanish yeah Steven gets on the line, already him speaking Spanish, they already have a little bit of trust in him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Automatically.
0: Yeah. I I bet. I bet 1,000%. So, like, that's – I'm happy to hear that for sure. I really am, and he's working his butt off too. Because I see him working on weekends. So like, he's he's got a couple of gigs going on. That dude's just a work. Yeah, he's, he's a, a working
1: machine. He only has one day off a week. Grinder,
0: man, absolutely.
1: He better be working because <laughs> his taste always exceed, exceeds his income, man. That dude. <laughs> just, he's doing, he's like doing really well as a sales rep, and what he does on the weekend as well, like that's just extra cash and his money in his <laughs> yeah. pocket, and yeah, good for him.
0: That dude stays shiny. But uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, okay. So I got a better understanding of what it is. That you do, and uh, and uh, and another thing too. I mean, this is just like big life thing after big life thing. We're sitting in the in what would you say the attic of not necessarily the I attic. I would call
1: the, this the loft, the loft <laughs> of
0: your new home. Yes, and I don't know what the statute of limitation is on new. I don't know if it stops being new after a certain amount of time. But this is your new home.
1: I would still count this as my new home. And, I mean, we've been here for a year, so and
0: we're in, we're in uh, we're we're well we don't have to get into where we're at, but. It's a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. And um uh home ownership. was something that you know now that you didn't know before you had the home?
1: Before I had the this home or yeah, the town this home?
0: home? This home. Did you learn anything new?
1: learned a lot about ventilation <laughs> i I've, no seriously i had i've heard a, i've that's a perfect Even up here like even up here like we're lucky because we're in the springtime so it's really nice up here yeah but when it's the summer
0: yeah.
1: it last summer it was unbearable up oh, here wow. so we have the a- ac unit right there we can pop it through the window you know it's um, like a little window ac unit yeah turn it on it could be okay but you know in the summer, if we yeah. have it off, it needs to run for at least a couple hours before someone comes up here.
0: What do you think that is? Is that the ceiling on the... Is that like the frame of the window just not being very good or...
1: So, <laughs> I've been doing so much research <laughs> as to why this is. <laughs> it's the roof. The sun is beating down mm, on on the house. Interesting. What's going to be the hottest spot of the house? It's going to be the roof. Yeah. The roof is going to be a hottest spot. And so it just, you know automatically this area is going to be the hottest room in the house
0: which is discouraging because like what do you do about that solar panels <laughs> <What's
1: the laughs> fuck? i i don't know i haven't looked into solar panels i don't oh, live in arizona or that's, texas so. that's
0: inevitable i feel like it's only a matter of time for you get solar. That shit. no i'm never is gonna i'm initiative? never
1: i'm never gonna get solar panels in kansas or missouri because snow Oh, is that bad for solar panels? I would assume so. It's going to cover the solar panel. <laughs> the, how's the sun going to get through the snow? I don't know. I guess we're That's supposed- something that uh, my brother knows way more, way more about solar panels oh, than I well, do. Oh, fuck. All right. We're going to be in Vegas and he's going to be trying to have
0: a good time. So like, this,
1: are we going with Tesla? This or guy, just that's just a whole nother conversation with my brother. You I need, actually want to pick need, his you brain. You need to get Nick on the mic yeah. and talk to him about how he... <clears throat> just how he has his home okay where he gets his water from oh what he my. wants to do about solar power it's ridiculous and he's pr- so proud of I it you, yeah. he's aw- so like the legit-
0: funny. he's legitimately off the map and he's gonna be off the grid in a lot of ways like he's self-sustaining little community yeah,
1: yeah he's gonna have his own <laughs> self-sustaining little farm i keep trying to tell him like you need to get chickens you need to get goats to mow the grass that's, you would have a blast talking with him about his home and he would love to talk to you. But for ventilation here, like I've looked at, um, they're called one zoners. I've looked into that. Supposedly you have another AC unit outside, like a smaller AC unit coming up through the side of the house to the top, coming through the attic. And then it's just a, Oh, interesting. Uh, a they just call them one zoners. That's what they call them okay and I so mean, it's just like one area of the house that doesn't have great ventilation yeah that can just interesting it will remove that problem. that will remove that problem yeah but
0: l- luckily football season's in the fall so you don't have to worry about it being like oh yeah i never have to worry
1: last fall i but, didn't have to worry about it at all
0: I, I don't know why i get the sense that this is a good football room but you're watching it in the living room anyways you're not watching it up most here
1: most of the time yeah, yeah. you know jordan <laughs> it's so funny you know because she doesn't really watch a whole lot of football you know she watched the chiefs but yeah that's the extent of it (laughs) we had she looked at me last i told her i was like look i gotta watch football and she's like yeah sure go ahead and watch your football well she thought it was only for sundays and i told her i was like no like there's football on sunday there's football on monday there's football on thursday and she's like football on wednesday and so whenever she tries to make plans for something or whatever you know she's like what you just gotta watch football like why do why do you have to watch football this thursday and you know i was just cracking a joke at her i think i told you this before i was like jordan i didn't make the schedule okay like i did not make the nfl schedule it's their fault not mine That's like a.
0: That's like a. That's actually yeah. It's really funny. Like, I it's didn't like make the
1: schedule. If it was up to me. I would only have it on Sundays. Yeah,
0: honestly, Thursday night football is pretty fucking obnoxious. Like they need to they need to do something about that. I, I I sincerely believe that they should have two bye weeks for every team, and only one Thursday night football. And you should get your second bye week or first bye week before your Thursday night game. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, you're talking about Jordan, and yes. uh, Jordan is your. Fiance. I was about to say Your fiance. And um I guess you have a resource that maybe a lot of people have, but I don't know if everybody has, in your older brother who went through the process of getting married. Yes. And everything. So like was there any good advice, perspective, or anything that he gave you on deciding to pull the trigger? Mm -hmm. the process and then marriage life in general so like whatever way wherever direction you want to go in that
1: um as far as pulling the trigger I already knew I was pulling the trigger like way before I didn't have to have anyone tell me like hey I didn't have to have someone push me you know what I mean I already knew like I'm never gonna find a girl like this I gotta (laughs) hurry up like I gotta do this so Um, I can confirm that wasn't a problem at all. What my brother really helped me out with was the the ring. They're buying the one ring. It was so stressful trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, because when you're about to propose to the one that you love, you want to get something awesome, but you don't want to spend a whole fortune on it either. But you don't want to like, buy something out of the corner machine, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. it's I don't know. Um so I was just stressing out like I res- I was told so many different things, did so much research about diamonds and there's di- real diamonds, there's lab created diamonds. I was god. Another re- good resource I had though was um Steven E down in Springfield who owns the pawn shop. Mm. Deals with diamonds all the time. Deals with rings all the time. So what he was a he good. What does he not deal with? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> honest. It's a it's a shame that he doesn't live here in Kansas City because I, I would have loved to have gotten something from him. See, my deal was, I would have gotten something from him, and he would have helped me out like completely. I mean, just would have got me something awesome. But the only thing is, is like if something happens and jordan's thing if something was to happen with anything jordan's all about warranties for everything
0: Uh, so if something was to go
1: wrong i don't know where i'm gonna go unless steven was here and he has a what he would call a jeweler he would have a jeweler that works for him uh who would just handle all the uh repairs of like replacing little tiny diamonds in the in the ring itself or resizing or any of that stuff why would you
0: have to go through Steven E's jeweler to do that? Aren't there like services that you? Oh, can because I'd get time?
1: the homeboy discount. I, see. I mean, <laughs> just because I would get the homeboy discount. And so
0: I see, but but like it's. I remember we had a conversation about this, and I'm, I had no idea that there was this thing about lab created diamonds and diamonds, and I, mm-hmm. and and um, and I think if I remember right. To almost every eye and probably to the professional eye, you could not tell the difference if it was just sitting right in front of you. No,
1: you would not be able to tell the difference. The only way you'd be able to tell the difference is if you have a microscope and you're looking deep into it Mm. and it's going to be labeled that it was lab created. So a professional or a jeweler would be able to tell through the use of instruments not yes. even
0: with the naked eye even
1: even a professional no.
0: with the naked eye would have a hard time and honestly could probably be fooled. yeah
1: but any professional is not going to look at a diamond through the naked eye he's going to be exactly. using this his is microscope true, but every just, single time this is when the, it comes to diamonds they're not messing around this
0: is this is like the there's some v- value or principle in me that's being violated by this idea that but honestly like i think the decision is made for you because i've heard this rule of thumb And I've actually heard two of these, a way to kind of take the decision making out of your hands and not be like struggling with how like, what should I get? How much should I get? I can't go too cheap. I I can't, you know, go too, too, too much, Mm -hmm. um, is it should be somewhere around three months worth of income, but then I read somewhere else it should be two months worth of income. Have you heard either one of those things? And is that ridiculous?
1: Yes. I've heard, I've heard both. I've heard some that are even like six months. Uh, and honestly, Christ all Christ of God. that, all of that is bullshit. I mean, it's all bullshit. No, because every situation is different. If I'm making well over six figures and I mean, let's do the math. Let's mm-hmm. say you're making uh, 150000 a year. Okay. And I what, what are we trying to do here? Let's say we. $120,000 would be a lot easier. So you're making $10,000 a month. Okay,
0: Okay, $120,000 a year. Okay,
1: $120,000 a year, $10,000 a month. You're telling me that you're going to spend $30,000 on a ring? And this is... Are you? That's that's the question. Are you? The ones who are are the ones who can afford it. So just because you make $120,000 a year doesn't necessarily mean that you can afford a $30,000 ring. Hmm. What if you have student loans to pay off? what if you have credit cards to pay off what if you still got a high mortgage payment what if you have a high rent even
0: this is all this is all i haven't even done a proper setup of the context with which i'm like asking these questions okay so that's that's those are things that people like traditionally find themselves in honestly like financial literacy and like the way i think there's like a there's some stat that came Mm -hmm. out recently about what people are there there's like a a crazy amount of people that are finding themselves in like not even just debt but bad debt like Mm -hmm. credit card debt coming out of last year in covid Mm -hmm. so like that's that's stuff that people find themselves in but let's say that you're just financially healthy regardless newlyweds are just entering a part of their lives where they have huge financial milestones coming up whether it's kids Mm -hmm. whether it's a new house most likely a new car so you're you're this the whole I, i mean i'm sitting here trying to do some research for this fucking thing and then it's just taken for granted this thing called the wedding markup. Like I'm trying to, like some of these fucking searches are like, I type in why is a wedding and then the rest of the search is like, why does a wedding cost so much? Like everybody's
1: asking the same thing. And because it's a racket, and there's like it's this a goddamn <laughs> racket, is what it is. There's
0: this is fucking huge blog posting at the very beginning. The one thing that I want you to explain is just take it for granted. Of course, we got this wedding market. What do you mean there's this fucking wedding markup? What the
1: fuck is this? Because shit? it's what it's what people want. Tay, this is anytime terrible. there's something that whenever there's something that a person wants, most of the time, if it's something that they want and it's they have to buy it. That person on the opposite end, not saying like salesmen or anything like that, but like just in general, the vendors. The, the vendors, yes. Like they will mark that shit up as high as they can. It is. It's in every aspect of a wedding from before the wedding, from the engagement to the wedding itself and to the aftermath of the wedding, such as like the honeymoon even. So that's what I'm so
0: like, that's he, OK. So we have the wedding. We have no 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 not the wedding. We have the engagement mm-hmm. ring. We have the wedding. Mm-hmm. We have not even the small little things that come in between, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Bridal showers. You have I mean, honestly, like I'm starting to realize that like the, the reception and everything afterwards is actually like not even considered part of the wedding. Like that's just you gotta actually say that out loud. The reception. And then oh yeah, bridal showers. I didn't even Jesus. And then you got
1: oh yeah. I Bachelorette party. Bachelor, bachelor bachelor parties. Bachelor parties. parties. It's like so you many have the things. Honeymoon. That is. Dresses and, and um, okay. suits, tuxes. And, it gets crazy. And
0: just like sending out uh, save the date cards is yep. like a like couple hundred dollars. Yep. And then you get a photographer to take the pictures for yep. the fucking thing. Yep. <laughs> So there's all these things that like you just get the card and you're like okay I gotta remember this date but you don't you don't realize that like oh mm-hmm. yeah the pictures the card who they have to go out to. like this like you don't realize all the fuck and then you're just you're confronted with the idea of this big number you set a budget then every week there's like this new thing and yeah. then you just like all these trees and all of a sudden there's a forest and you're like fuck thirty thousand dollars twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars for this fucking thing
1: so the I don't know it's kind of like. It's almost like you have two budgets, you know, like you, you discuss with your partner and say, okay, this is our budget, give or take five grand. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like some people that you would mention that to, they might think like, oh yeah, that's on the low end. Some people you speak with, they might be like, give or take 10 grand. It's all about what you can afford. And that's the, that's is what I think the problem when it comes to what it shouldn't be what you're supposed to do. There's there shouldn't be a rule as to like you're supposed to spend this x amount or this type of equation for a and b and c whatever the case may be. It's what you can afford. If you I mean it's it's just it's all based on what you can afford. Percent, and there's no sh- and there's no shame in that. There's people out there that
0: There is shame in that. No, there is no shame. There is shame in that cuz you cuz it's one thing for us to be talking to each other Mm -hmm. like we were roommates like Mm -hmm. you know not only are we like you know whatever traditionally like guys or whatever but like we have somewhat of the same personality type we're kind of like pragmatic about things but like it's a different thing to look into your girl's eye Mm -hmm. and then like be confronted with that like you know with like uh, fake floral situation or like actual flowers and to even you know try to make that pitch that's a whole different thing so it's it's not necessarily like there's not public shame with other people and all that kind of stuff, but just like shame within the space of you and your wife.
1: Yes. But that's also, luckily we also live in the age where women are equal to men. So yeah, they're also hopefully forking over some of that bill. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it doesn't that's, all that's, fall onto one person or if it does fall into one person, yeah. maybe, maybe they just have, crazy more money than the other person you know yeah. what i mean and it's like no thing to them in that case you know they're probably not even worried about a budget if they God, it's all situational that's absolutely. what i'm trying to say it's all situational
0: absolutely it, they're, yeah there that is that is true but i still f- i feel like a majority of people in the country fall between like A majority of people are making less than six figures. more like majority, majority yeah. of people are somewhere between $45,000 and I'd say $80,000. That's where a majority of America lives, right? Am I, am I right or wrong
1: there? I would say you're right, but I think the average American, the average salary, I believe, was... The last I looked, I think it was like 40000 a year. Okay. On average.
0: 40000 a year. I think. 40000 a year. The average... Let's pull up some numbers. Yeah. 40000 a year. The average cost of a wedding last year... Coming out of COVID was about $22,000. $22, that's 22, a national average? Yeah, 22.5 to be exact. That's the national 22. average.
1: $22,500 was national, national average. National average
0: last year, but that's coming out of COVID. So like okay. 2016, 2015, it's actually really interesting. It kind of went down a little bit after 2016. But 2016, it was bordering 29,000. So we're sitting around 30,000. I think it. I, there's estimates that show that The average cost of a wedding will go up to thirty thousand dollars this year. So that's, I think that's a number we should just keep in our mind.
1: For being the average, that's that's lower than I anticipated. Interesting, and that's that's
0: that's factoring in every single state. So like I saw that Utah was like the cheapest state, and that was somewhere around, I think it was, I want to say sixteen thousand dollars or something like that, but. In the Northeast, I saw in Manhattan, the average cost of a wedding was $76,000. So, like, yeah. you just double that number if you're up in the Northeast. But if the average income is what, what did we say, 45?
1: Yeah, average sure. income of we'll uh, say $45,
0: $45,000. I
1: would say I believe that's the average income. I could be wrong, but I think that's it. $45,000 and
0: the numbers for the wedding on this stuff was was without engagement ring. So like without the engagement mm-hmm. ring, without the honeymoon, without upcoming costs uh, of yeah. a house, yeah. kids vehicle the normal emergency savings just to be able to survive with the unexpected costs that come out Mm -hmm. you're looking at half a year's income just for the low end of a wedding coming out of covid when you could probably couldn't even invite everybody you wanted to invite Mm -hmm. so um absurd absurd i think it's i think it's ridiculous but i am i haven't gone through the process so like you know you're looking at photographers and you're like oh this is a good photographer this is a shit photographer like it's all of a sudden you start making these little decisions and then you look up and it's like how do we get to twenty-seven thousand dollars? our budget was fucking 20 mm-hmm. I, I mean which is probably ridiculous or i'm I'm, done, I'm just ballparking stuff but
1: um well there's i'm disgusted it is disgusting <laughs> i didn't realize how expensive flowers were that was the biggest pill to swallow for me it was the fucking floor i budgeted like half of what I thought it was going to be. And I mean, obviously we (laughs) give or take 5,000, you know, we had to, (laughs) had to readjust the budget again. And, you know, there's, there's just so many different ways that you can go about it though. If you really want, the thing is like, you got to, let's, let's just talk about the floral vendors right now. Okay. So you really want to, you've, with any vendor you want to find someone that's actually going to help you someone that actually will bring up new ideas for you that's why we went with the vendor that we did um flowers expensive another way to cut the cost on that maybe use less flowers use more greenery type of thing right? mm. like greeneries are cheaper than flowers clever and Instead of um, using the. Instead, like for us, our venue, we're going to flip it. We're going to have the ceremony. We're going to have a reception in the same area. We're flipping the room.
0: Smart. And that's the same thing I think uh, the Kers did. No, they they, they they were outside. Yeah, they They were were outside and and then they had a reception. That's the same thing Jake did.
1: Yes, it's ironically the same. Same uh, street, same right? people. It's right next to each other. Yep, they yep. have two venues. We, if Jake the had place. the one
0: and we're right next to the yeah, one that yeah. he had. That's the same thing Jake did. Which is like, I mean, you know, price is
1: great. Yeah. But what they were, what the the floral vendor was telling us, you know, because we're thinking, oh, we might need flowers for tables. We might need flowers for the ceremony. Yada, yada, yada. You know, people were giving us crazy ass quotes, but we had one vendor that said, if you guys are trying to cut costs, Let's use the same florals that you're using for like the aisle and whatever you're using for the ceremony. Put them back on the tables when they do the flip. Recycling. Recycling. (laughs) As soon as nobody brought this novel concept up to you once. No, unless this one vendor did. Disgusting. And what did I do? uh, yes you're hired (laughs) that's what you are doing my floral
0: ma'am that's where the incentives should like push you like honestly like you i'm gonna come to you if you if i feel like you're trying to help me out here like this is and the thing is like i don't want to get too Karl marx on this shit all right but like capitalism can fucking build a city out of nothing it can take you from, it can take you from, it can take you from from pre-modern to modern, it can take you from survival to thriving. But what it does like kind of in COVID times, you would see these things where like the principles of economics are working exactly the way they're supposed to work. Demand and supply and demand. Mm -hmm. People need masks. I'm going to buy up all the masks and I'm going to charge out the ass for that shit. It's unethical, but you're doing exactly textbook Adam Smith type shit right there. And then in weddings, I don't well, you can't the, necessarily do that exactly. You no, know, I mean, ethically, you, it's fucked up. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not even ethically.
1: Up. I mean, think about the guy that bought all the hand sanitizer and then yeah. he was selling it for like yeah, what twenty bucks a bottle or something? No, he he got in trouble for that legally. He did. He yeah. Did.
0: Well, okay, I'll, that'd be interesting to see what law he broke. Because I think I think the same thing happened. I didn't know if they, he was just publicly being shamed or if it was like he legitimately broke a law. Is it
1: price gouging?
0: I don't know. That's the thing. Maybe it was like an Amazon like code. I don't think he broke a law law. Maybe it was like on this platform. We don't allow this kind of stuff. And it's like unethical. We're going to shut it down. I got to read that. I don't know if he actually broke a law law, but like it, it bothers me that like we have people who are trying to start it. We're trying to incentivize marriages right we want more marriages there's like a population decline happening in all these civilizations japan can't get people to have more babies hold on. America's- hold on
1: hold on hold on hold on let's backtrack okay. real quick okay did you just say that there are th- the population is going down did i hear that right
0: i mean we're having it seems i'm i'm hearing a lot of these things of of like our generation is either postponing having families and babies oh, okay. or uh, deciding not to do it all together, And yeah. if we want to incentivize this kind of stuff, you know, it, it just bothers me that like price gouging and we just take for granted this, like, granted, there's this wedding markup, like in this fucking blog I saw where it's like, shouldn't we should, there should be some sort of like tax incentive for people who are trying to get married. Like, Hey, here's a, here's a 50% rebate on all your wedding costs. Get fucking married. It should not be a, it should not be something that you're like daunting and you want to kind of have a special day or something and then you can roll into getting a house and getting a car without going into fucking tens of thousands of dollars in debt maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt yeah on top of that having student loans so like it just it bothers me a little bit and i don't even the fact that we even have to make the decision is a failure on society i think but uh it, it that's just my little i'm not i'm not somebody who's like capitalism is the end of the world and it's terrible and all that kind of stuff but it just you can clearly see situations where it's like uh, we should be celebrating people like you and Jordan and not punishing you guys for doing something that we need in this world. (laughs) We need more, we need, I'm not, you know, I personally think we need more couples in the world, but, um, it's fucked up. And like, I think I saw a stat here. It showed like 45, let me look at this 45% of, and this is from the not.com, which is a wedding planning website. 45% of uh, couples go over budget. Half, almost half of all couples go. go oh, over I would budget. have said
1: it was eighty percent. Yeah,
0: <laughs> which is maybe people like maybe people like you like they set their budget and then they have like a ten thousand dollar, twenty five thousand dollar buffer, so they technically didn't go <laughs> over budget.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, but uh, it, it's a uh, it's unethical and it's fucked up. The wedding industrial complex has to be fucking exposed. That's what we're here doing tonight.
1: Um, but um, that's my
0: that's my little fucking rant.
1: Yeah. Well, th- it's all about. I mean, you also got to do like, you just got to try to save money where you can. Um, Whether it's a little thing, whether it's a big thing, some type of connection. Like, I mean, if you got a guy that uh, owns a pawn shop, I would highly recommend getting your ring from him (laughs) if you live in the same town. That way he can kind of repair or do what needs to be done on resizing for the ring, whatever. But I mean, something else that, kind of bugs me a little bit is the officiant. Um, that's the the person the that person actually who... does the ceremony. They're so, I mean, you don't care who's officiating. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you're religious. Maybe you want your yeah. minister, pastor, rabbi, whoever uh-huh. to actually perform the ceremony. Mm-hmm. That's completely different. Someone like me. I don't care who's really going to do it. I mean, it's, but when I found out how much an officiate was, I'm like, why don't we just, I mean, let's get someone else to do it. And Jordan came up with the bright idea herself actually said, how about we just have Adam, uh, you know, he's someone important in our lives. And she was like, why don't we just have him officiant or officiate? I should say. Mm -hmm. And, i was i was like yeah sure it saved a lot of money let's let's I see bet. what it is
0: do you mind me it, asking what it would have cost to maybe what they had like what prices you were looking at for the other
1: it was around like three hundred, five hundred 500 dollars yeah that's uh and like maybe that's not a huge amount of money I mean, but that's still up. something yeah it adds, it, adds up. Up. it is a lot of money how much is it to pay for an efficient license it's like 20 dollars <laughs> I told Adam he needs to go out and do this, like, to other people and start making some money. Like, it's a racket. Like, get it while it's hot, people. I don't know how long marriage is going to be a thing in I mean, our civilization, sh- but. Man, I'm telling you, because it's,
0: it, it, to like, you know, I guess the older you get that you change your view on getting married, because I remember it was a thing that was not even, uh, fuck, no, I'm not getting married. But, um, you know, it's, I don't get the sense that it feels like a, the best idea. Or maybe it, maybe it seems like even more of a better idea now, now that
1: like. You're saying it's a better idea to get married or that's not actually a better
0: idea? I guess I'm conflating getting married with having kids. I think it actually is a really good idea to be, to, to find somebody else to share the burden of life financially mm-hmm. and in general and all that kind of stuff. Agreed. Especially financially. So maybe, maybe actually I'm going to strike that, that actually we, uh, it makes more sense than it doesn't. But, um, do you have a interesting story on how you proposed?
1: on how i proposed yeah um it i mean jordan she's too smart for home good she can read me like a book like she knew something was going on like she knew something was going on like months before Yeah, you know it's like uh uh, oh like i mean it (laughs) what what really kind of broke it was when uh i was like yeah i got to go out and do something, you know, she's just like, what are you going out and doing? I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go talk to your mom real quick. She's like, what are you talking to my mom about? And I was like, shit, I shouldn't have said that, you know? So we, you know, I asked her mom, you know, for permission to marry her, you know, she's, I'm really cool with her mom. And I mean, it's, you know, she just didn't, she knew something was up and she was expecting it. I mean, we've talked, we even talked about it before, just to kind of like I feel like as a couple you should have those types of conversations like do you not even like with each other but like you have to have that conversation like do you think you're gonna get married someday like do you see us being a married couple after a certain amount of time you need to have those those talks we had those talks and it was always going to be a thing and so whenever I'm like doing something extra nice and i'm putting on like my suit and everything i get my fresh haircut and i'm like yeah we're going out and it's like uh you know the date isn't it's it's a technically not anymore but was a random date it's like wait well, we're okay we're just gonna keep doing it. we're gonna go out like all flashy and everything at one of the most expensive restaurants and then we're gonna come home and whatnot and her friend actually was a huge amount of help So we took, I took her out to dinner. Very nice dinner. And while I was gone, I had her friend Robin come to the house. Actually, Robin was, she's basically my best man. (laughs) She was the shit. She set up the house with like candles and everything. And we put like a sign around the dog, around Ollie. Like we absolutely love that dog. And it said, Mom, will you marry Alex on it? And there's like a bunch of roses, like leading up to it, like a pathway of little tiny candles with roses. And it's like a big, big old circle. And we got to the house. She sees a pathway, goes to it. And I, you know, tell her my speech. She can't even remember the speech because she was just full of emotions. But I mean, she said yes. And. You know, we still have the sign that we put on all over. I think it's downstairs by the entryway. And yeah, that's that's how that's how I propose It's I know. I don't know. I was trying to come up with different ways. That was another thing that was kind of stressing me out. And my brother, he was just like, "Man, you just." He didn't tell me like, "Oh, you just got to do it." Like, it's not like you know, she gets out the shower, and I'm like, "Hey, Lena, will you marry me?" Like, no, I wasn't going to do it like that, but. My brother was just like, man, just do something nice. Like you'll, she's going to say yes. Like, it's just a proposal. Like there's a lot of other things you're going to have to worry about after the proposal, basically. So, um, you know, I didn't come down from a hot air balloon or I didn't jump out of this freaking airplane with a, with a parachute. (laughs) I didn't do anything crazy because I mean, it's. They didn't have to be do anything crazy. Just do something nice, and that so, something simple. I mean, it's not a, not a huge. I mean, it is a big deal. Don't get me wrong, but just the act of it, like just you know, kind of like just do it. And Nike, the, just do it. You know, shit or get off the pot.
0: <laughs> and the the perspective that your brother gave you is actually super valuable too, because it's it's um, you know it's it's important. You want to at least. and it's actually really interesting too because i found out a little bit through a relationship i'm in right now where um i had this i don't know why i had this notion of like romance as like there's like a line graph where like money spent in romance is like you have to spend a lot of money for something to be romantic but no in my mind romance is effort so like yeah. if she feels like you put in effort that's what romance is in almost any instance so like the perspective of of knowing that like this is important i wanted to know that i put some effort into this and i really care about her i really love her and everything like that but it is, it is like legitimately only seven minutes and then there's a lot more way after this mm-hmm. that perspective is important so that's that's uh that probably really helped out a lot too
1: yeah so i that night i mean i told my family I told her family everything's happening and so everyone that lives here in kansas city uh they came over that night and we all had champagne and had a good night so like jordan's mom came over my mom came over her sisters came over with sydney still here i don't know if, no sydney was in new york actually but her other sister that lives here she came over and terry yes and yeah, it was a good time
0: uh, uh where were they were they waiting and then they came? Or were they somewhere oh, no. else in the I,
1: house? I told them, you know, hey, I'll text you when... Uh, that'd be cool if they are like, somewhere in the house. I mean, that would have just been another thing. Like, Jordan would have been like, oh, okay, I know what's happening. Oh, like, everyone's the at the house. Yeah. Like, I had Robin Park. I had Robin Park <laughs> on the other side of the street. And we have a Ring doorbell app. So, I... <laughs> <laughs> One no. of the most stressful things ever. I left the back door unlocked. I never leave doors unlocked, Jesus. but I was like, Robin, okay, I'm unlocking it right now. But better be on your way. Park on the other side of the street because we got to ring doorbell app. Jordan will check it and be like, why the fuck is Robin at the house? <laughs> <laughs> it was it's so just, hard trying to keep the secret. It's, it's, instead, of, instead
0: of will you marry me, it's like, oh, we need to buy all new furniture. <laughs> Somebody robbed us for everything we own. Actually,
1: actually, I only got 30 days to take that back to the store. So I, know, we're got, that, that, I still got the receipt.
0: That thing on your hand is our new couch, so be careful. But all right. Yeah, that's I feel like that's a dope, uh, dope, really cool way to end it. I'm super proud of you. I feel like Jordan is incredible and uh, she's fun to be around. You chose yeah. a great man. And uh, it's going to be fun. I'm honored to be a part of it.
1: I got lucky, man. Yeah, for sure. I got extremely lucky. And it's. And the other thing is, is like, I'm not like, I'm not scared. You know, I know some people get a little terrified and everything. Like even before I proposed to her, like it's I'm going to. This is the only woman I want to be with for the rest of my entire life. And that's it's like, it's a no brainer to me. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I'm happy that everyone's going to be a part of it. I'm happy that, you know, you're going to be there. Um, Arte's going to be there. Goodson's going to be there. Kerr's going to be there. Any, I wish I was rich as fuck. so, So I could invite anyone that's ever been cool to me in my entire life. Just, yes, I'm getting married. Like, let's go. Unfortunately, I cannot do that. So, It's a shame, but it's going to be a good time. And I'm excited for my life as to what comes after.
0: That's good to know. That's, that's beautiful. And uh, I guess um, a good way to end it, I would, I usually would go, give me three things of a certain thing that you feel like you love or what's important to you. And I want to say books, we could either do that. Or you could give me and listeners like just a piece of advice that you think is just super important for either marriage, life, preferably maybe marriage, but just in life in general, not marriage, Mm -hmm. but you know, relationship, the marriage process and everything. So you could either go three books that are really important to you, or you can go one
1: really important piece of advice. Um, there's so many different books that I would consider important to me, um, it's it just depends on what's important to me at the time, I guess. <laughs> um I, w- I would say one book that is a good one that people should read, especially if they're kind of feeling lost. It's a nonfiction book, but or I'm sorry, it's a fiction book. If people are just a little lost, they just need to find their way of some sort. Book called The Alchemist. Um, mm. it's my favorite book and it's really, uh, uplifting kind of gives you, um, <clears throat> like an idea of what to do with your life, so to speak. And like, there's all different kinds of paths and whatnot. It's, um, uh, by Paulo, Paulo Coelho, I think his name is, okay. I might've butchered that last name, but it's, it's a good read. Um, highly recommend it, recommend that book to everyone. It's about finding your purpose in life. Um, Another book that I thought was really good. It's not, it's sort of a self-help book, kind of, called Mind Magic. It's base it basically channels your um subconscious mind and your conscience mind like into one almost. Like you're just kind of digging into like fixing your outlook. On different aspects. And it's uh, my coach in Jiu Jitsu and MMA. He never let any of his fighters fight without reading that book. Uh, I thought it was a good read. So, highly recommend that. And I would probably say a piece of advice for marriage, I will say. Since that's the topic. I will say if you're in a relationship and you're thinking about marriage or maybe you're thinking about like, oh, this isn't going to work out. I mean, I said it earlier, it's don't waste the other person's time. If it ain't going to happen, don't do it. If you're going to do it, do it. Shit or get off the pot. That's my best piece of advice to anyone that's in that either scenario you either love that person you know it like you gotta know it and you pull that trigger or if you have doubts and it's been a certain amount of time don't waste any more of their time don't be in a relationship for seven years and say oh i'm not sure if they're the one like you should have broken up a long fucking time ago so
0: all right that's good i appreciate you man and uh it's you're clearly you know this is not the last time we're going to be uh sitting down talking about uh whatever uh comes next but uh yeah this is exactly what i thought it was going to be this was this was great all right for sure (coughs) we need more episodes (laughs) i'm dying here okay
1: (laughs) thanks for having me and hopefully i can be back on soon
0: sure The music and the theme song Groovy was provided by MC Color and the links to said work will be provided in the description below. At Some point in the conversation I made reference to a population decline around the world but to clarify. In the U.S. and some trends globally, there is a decline in the rate of marriages and newborns, also known as the fertility rate. And I think a trend connected to that, obviously, is uh, an increase in the relative size of the old older population. I'm assuming that's somewhere north of uh, 45 or 50 years old, specifically in Japan. Japan comes up in headlines a lot. Um, uh And, you know, there are anecdotal and actual observed measures of the decline in rates of marriage in the U.S. over the past 30 years, specifically with Statista, Statista, I'm not sure what the name of that uh, source that I have here. Um, But uh, in my mind, less marriages equals less babies equals a decline in the population. Maybe a little bit of a jump in, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a non sequitur somewhere in there. but. Uh, I think something in there kind of holds true and, uh, you know, marriages, I assume, I'm not married, are pain in the ass, but getting married shouldn't be. That's why today's episode is sponsored by nobody. Because <laughs> I wouldn't take the wedding industrial complex's money if it came in barrels. Fucking crooks.